All right, welcome back to another episode of the 28 to 3 podcast. I'm Max, I'm here with Nick. Corey's still running around Europe on his honeymoon. We think he'll be back next week for the episode, but that's uh, we'll have to see on that. But uh, today we're going to be recapping the Buccaneers game from Sunday. So Nick, why don't you start us, start us off with some thoughts? Yeah, well, um, I mean, pretty dominant overall performance, I think, which I think surprised all of us and probably all Saints fans. Um, I thought it would be a tight game, but it really wasn't. I mean, we we started very good on offense. Uh, the defense started very well. We got control of the game, and, you know, we, we played it pretty conservative after that once we got a big lead and, you know, allowed a couple garbage, you know, back half of the fourth quarter drives, which you never want to see. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the defense pretty much shut them down. And offensively it was it was picture perfect really it's the kind of offense I thought we would see this year um thinking our defense was going to look like it has the last you know other than the Rams game you know the last five weeks or so if you throw out that one horrendous performance um I thought we were going to be a top five defense that the offense was going to be a ball control a lot of short completions you know try and run it as much as you can and 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 play behind that defense where um, I thought 23 points a game would win us a lot of games. So that's kind of what I thought the season would look like. It took till week 16, really, to look the way, you know, I had hoped we would play this year. Um, I think we have to acknowledge that Carr has been playing much better. Um, you know, Alave kind of didn't do anything this game. He had the one drop, continuing his up and down season, um, I think, you know, for this offense to thrive, we're going to need a him consistent week to week and elevate. And, um, you know, I think we're going to talk about that a little bit more in, uh, in an upcoming episode. Um, the run game wasn't great. I think we did average about three, one a carry, but while AK was in there, he was averaging four and a half a carry. So we looked a lot better, you know, Jamal, when they knew we were going to run the ball, they were able to kind of shut us down a little bit in the run game when we were trying to run down the clock. Um, and this was the Juwan Johnson we thought and hoped we would see all year. I don't know. I don't know where it's been. Um, this was the guy that, you know, Max and I, when we were in, you know, Max, especially before the season, um, we said something in the 75 catching, I think is what we said is possible with this guy because of, you know, Carr generally likes throwing the tight ends. Um, and for whatever reason, he, you know, he hasn't played well. Carr hasn't played well in some spots. Um, Juwan had a little injury earlier in the season, a lot of things. We were hoping he could just be that receiving tight end and be that, you know, offensive threat. And the last couple weeks, all of a sudden he's waking up and – or last few weeks, I should say. And the offense looks much more in sync uh, all of a sudden. So um, I think I think we both think it's probably – too little too late but um you know I, I guess it gives you something to think about we you know next week we we can finish with a winning record still um we need some help to get in the playoffs but this game in a nutshell in my opinion one of our top three games all year um offensively and defensively very complimentary everything went about as good as you could hope yeah I would say this was to me by far the most complete game of the season um, because it was against a good, solid opponent. You know, we weren't beating up the Patriots like uh, like earlier in the season where that team was just hapless. They can't do a damn thing. You know, they're, they're, they're going to have a top three pick. 
which is just crazy to think about in the in the Bill Belichick era. But this, this is night and day when you're beating up the Bucks, who are kind of on a hot streak. You on know, the they're, road. St- they're still to the uh, division leading team right now in the NFC South. So it's definitely our most impressive victory of the season. Um, Jawan Johnson, like you said, man, this is what we expected to see pretty much all season. You know, I really did think he would have 75 to 85 catches and flirt with a thousand yards and have, you know, seven or eight, nine touchdowns. And it's just, he's been non-existent this entire season, you know, whether it's injury or focusing on TikTok or the new baby. I don't know. I mean, he has a lot going on in his, in his personal life, obviously, but he just, it was good to see him actually show the potential that we know he has. Um, you know, we've been pretty hard on him over the last couple of years. And I think, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was, uh, I guess, outing myself for, for changing my, my tune on what I thought Juwan was going to do. But this is what he is absolutely capable of doing. Now, whether he can string it together for multiple games or even a whole season, that's still up for debate. But it was good to see him take a step forward. Um, defense was lights out, man. You know, they, they just shut down the Buccaneers running game from the get-go. And it was funny that the Buccaneers, they kind of kept forcing the run until they, you know, were basically in garbage time and they started chucking it all around. But I wanted – it was just strange to see that strategy. Like, I figured they would open it up a little bit and go after some of the corners considering that uh, Lattimore still wasn't playing. But um, overall, man, just a great game. You know, I wish Kamara would have stayed healthy because that's really – that's going to be a tough a tough thing to overcome if he's not able to play – against the Falcons this week because he is by far the only threat in the backfield. You know, um, Jamal Williams, big disappointment as a free agent signing. You know, I I think back to what he said about the Detroit Lions offer, their contract offer being insulting to him. And, and man, it's his performance has been insulting to the contract we gave him because this dude has been pretty much non-existent and not good when he plays. You know, he – I thought he would be better than he is, but at the end of the day, I mean, he's a he's a he's going to get what's blocked for him, and he's going to run straight ahead and plow into whoever's in front of him, you know. And Kamara's the only one who can make a little something out of nothing. Um, I'd love to see Kendra Miller. I see there's a chance he might play on Sunday against the Falcons. I think that would be big if we could actually have him playing, since uh, Kamara's obviously not going to be 100% if he even plays. But all in all, best performance of the year from top to bottom. You know, it's, it was a honestly it was a fun game to watch. Anyone who's still bashing on Carr at this point, you're kind of just you're reaching. You know what I mean? Like you're really not looking at things logically if you're blaming you know any of the shortcomings on Carr right now. Over the last couple of weeks, he's been lights out. Um, now, granted, the Rams game we did get our asses kicked, but what well, that really? I mean, he did have one terrible throw that was yeah. horrendous, but. He also had Olave drop three first downs. He was delivering the ball in that game, but we still got smoked. And that, you know, he's involved in that, but he was not the reason we lost that game. We could not stop anything that day. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'll say this, man Jawan Johnson, he opens things up. You know, for him to be able to do what he's done, you know, the last couple of weeks, just showing glimpses of it. And then this week, really, you know, getting loose, it's, this is what he can do. He can open up the offense. And we didn't have a wide receiver really do anything this week. You know, Olave, as you mentioned, he didn't do much at all. He had the uh, the one drop, you know, which was pretty much non-existent. But Jawan Johnson, him being on his game really opened things up, and we didn't notice that the wide receivers weren't doing anything. You know, we're still missing that big-bodied guy who can make the, uh, the tough catch, you know, the Michael Thomas role. Uh, we just don't have that right now. 
Shahid's not going to do it. Olave's not going to do it. And there's really no other receivers past those two. So it was encouraging to see Juwan do do the things he did. Like that catch when we were backed up on the uh, the one or two yard line, man, that was an incredible catch. Yeah. Like that's one that he drops nine out of ten times. And yeah. to see him lay out and make this amazing catch on uh, such a crucial situation because we were backed up. And that could have gone bad. Yeah, that was one of the prettiest plays of the year. I mean, it's a perfect throw because he has to get it over that linebacker, and it took an incredible catch to catch it. And, I mean, he caught the back quarter of that ball. Oh, my God, it was was incredible. And then a full tumble set over himself, got over his skis a little bit. But, I mean, that was a top five player of the year for the offense. Easy, easy. Um, So, you know, where does this put us? You know, we know to make the playoffs after this, we need to beat Atlanta. Look, we have to be rooting to beat Atlanta no matter what because it's Atlanta. So exactly. um, I think, you know, it's doubtful Tampa would lose to, to Carolina. And there's a couple wild card scenarios where Seattle and Green Bay loses. But, you know, probability, even with a win, we're probably on the outside looking in. Um, but under no circumstance am I hoping to lose to Atlanta to get two picks higher in the draft. So. Um, it is what it is. And then, you know, one other thing I want to say, I know a lot of the fans and rightfully so have been very frustrated this year, but when you watch Demario run back that fumble, Oh my God, if you, if you can't go root for him and just, and, and, you know, that guy is an incredible person. Every play matters to him. He's fighting his ass off to make the playoffs. So I'm pulling for him. Like, I, yeah. Like I can't, I can't be negative uh, the way I've seen a lot of it go this year, even though a lot of the play, it's warranted 100%. I'm not saying you shouldn't be pissed off at some of the stuff we've seen, especially in the middle of the season. But to watch that guy go all out like that, it, it means everything to him. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to be rooting for him, and I hope we smash Atlanta next week. Yeah, and honestly, that run, that was prime Mike Allstott stuff, dude. He was just, he was not going down. In Tampa. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, no, that was incredible to watch. And like you said, the, the, the team has not quit, you know, and, and I know there's been a lot of uh, conversation on social media and just in general talking about DA's got to go and all of that. And look, I still firmly believe DA is not the coach to get us where we need to be. That being said, we are now at the point of the season. There's one game left. We know he's going to come back next year. We have the, uh, the playoffs are there for the taking. You know, obviously we need a little bit of help, but it's not far-fetched at all. You know, this brought us back to our childhood where you get into that last week of the season and we need four or five things to have happen to, for us to get to the playoffs. But it's there. It, it's really not far away. So, obviously, let's just take care of business and beat Atlanta. Because it's always fuck Atlanta. We need to beat them no matter what. Um, you know, and people need to – look, DA is going to be here next year. 2024 is going to be his season. Yeah, so. we just need to accept it. And that's what it's going to be. It's going to be Carr and DA again yeah. for those haters of both of them out there. And, you know, again, the criticism on, on DA, uh, I, I agree with. I was the one who said he had to be given a second year because you don't hire a guy and fire him after a year. I think it's bad business. He didn't deliver this year. We didn't, you know, we can blame, you know, I think we're a couple plays away from being an 11 win team, which is the upsetting part, but we didn't deliver, you know, groupie missing a field goal with less than a minute to go to win a game, missing two in the Houston game, foster drop. There's literal, you can put five plays on your hand that might sway three games, but that doesn't matter. 
you know, you've got to deliver. The NFL's about those fine margins, and we didn't do it. And that's two years in a row for them. Last year, I think it was unfair to judge with the amount of injuries and Andy Dalton being the starter. This year, um, Carr, even though it didn't start well, uh, it's been better, and it's better than Andy Dalton, regardless of what you want to say. You have more talent at the quarterback position this year. We're running into the same type of injuries again. We don't have Mike Thomas. Now AK's hurt. He missed three games with the suspension. It, like, we're Kurt Ramchek is now maybe his career's in jeopardy, we're hearing, which is crazy for a 29-year-old, but that's what we're hearing about him. And you're looking at this offense yesterday. How many Pro Bowlers did we have on the field yesterday that have ever made a Pro Bowl? You had Andrus Pete. That's it on offense. And Derek Carr. That's that's what you have, you know. Mike Thomas isn't there. Kamara was hurt. You know, he's been banged up. They're, they're, what we're doing right now on offense, in my opinion, the last five games has looked much better, is without elite talent that we thought we had coming into the season. I did especially. And Juwan Johnson's a big reason for that. All of a sudden, elevating what we thought he could do. Um, but we're not working with a whole lot on the, on the skill positions right now, just with, with the injuries. So, you know, I think... Going into next year, uh, Max and I have talked about it a bunch, and we'll get into this on, a, on an upcoming episode a little bit more, but you're, it's going to be DA and Carr. So how do you manage that next year? I'm, a, I'm always a believer if you go into every year trying to win, okay? If you get to a scenario at the end of the year and you have a bad record and you can get a bunch of young guys and see what you got for the last five or six games, I'm all for that. But you go into every year because you just do not know. Um there are teams making the playoffs this year that no one thought would make the playoffs. It happens every year. So um, you go into that. I think the the only way that something looks different than this year, because we're going to have a more difficult schedule without a doubt, is if our lines somehow improve, whether it is adding people, draft, whatever, it, health, all those things. And that's what we need to look at because um, we are going to have one more season of DA and Carr. So let's embrace it. Let's move on from – you know, being pissed off about it and and hopefully something can be done in the off season without mortgaging the future because I think all plans now need to be looking towards the future. Um and let's see what we can do. But, you know, it's it's hard to believe that we can play this way in week seventeen and that we're an eight and eight team right now. When you watch us play like that, it looks like a much better team than an eight and eight team. Yeah, it's wild. This team really reminds me of the uh, the Jim Hazlitt era saints where you just don't know what you're going to get from week to week you know right when you think they're dead in the water they pop up with their best performance of the year and it's uh it's frustrating and you know to me that does fall back on coaching but um again we've already established da's going to be back next year so that's a conversation for for next year um but i think we should go ahead and dive into the prediction recap but before we do that i want to give a shout out to jonathan abram the dude was incredible on sunday you know, he got to start over uh, Jordan Howden, and it was fantastic to see him. You know, look, he's a former first-round pick. The guy's obviously talented. Um, didn't work out with the Raiders. You know, I think he was with two teams last year before we uh, we picked him up. But, man, he was awesome. He was all over the place. He's got this this energy about him that seems, you know, it stands out. And uh, well, he's can, full speed. He, he's, he's full speed, man. He's ready to knock you the fuck out. Yeah. And we talked about it before the season, and you you were right that we were going to cut him. Um, I liked how he fit our safety room because we don't have one of those. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why I liked him and was hoping he would make the, make the squad because 
he brings a different level of toughness that just doesn't exist in our in our you know we have very good safeties I think e- even even Honey Badger this year you know a little bit slower and all that but he's played fairly well he's turned the ball over um, you know Marcus May hit or miss I guess bringing in Howden um, I wasn't you know I didn't think it was necessarily the strength of our team but I thought it was a pretty solid room and I thought Abram could bring a different dynamic for teams that are trying to play downhill on us and our lack of you know you know we run two linebackers so to have that type of safety that can come down and thump with Demario and and Werner I thought could fit a lot of um games this year that we were going to face you know run focused teams um I think he could have also helped in a lot of these games where the quarterback likes to run where if we had someone playing a little bit further down into the box there, maybe that would have made a difference, but who knows? But it was, it was a career game for him. You know, he had the interception, he forced the fumble and both were excellent plays by him. One was a slightly tip pass at the line and he adjusted and caught it. And then he punched it out on the fumble that uh, Demario uh, scooped up and all started down the field for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I know Elante gave Abram credit as well for, uh, for helping him out on his interception too. So Abram was all over the place, man. He was, yeah. he was very effective. He's look, he's 27 years old. Um, he's on a one year deal. So, you know, you'd have to think that we at least bring him back um, if nothing else on another one year deal and kind of see what we have um, between him and Howden who Howden's I think 23. So, you know, it's good to have a couple of younger guys on the back end other than uh, Honey Badger, who's in his 30s, and Marcus May, who's 29, I 29, I believe. So it's good to have a couple younger guys um, in the defensive backfield as well. But let's, So uh, he was the MVP for defense, so um, I think it's pretty clear. Yeah, so uh, we all missed on that. Yeah, I had a Debo who played solid, um, held up, didn't give up anything big, but he did, you know, nothing near Abrams' game. DeMario also had a good game, fumble recovery. You and Corey both picked him. Good game, but wasn't the MVP on offense. Um, for me, the MV, I picked Carr. I believe he was the MVP of the game. Um, again, how about Juwan? Juwan would be second, but I mean, uh, see, I don't know if it's a slam dunk at his car. You could almost say it's a one, a one B situation. Maybe. I mean, it's, it's Juwan's best game of the year. So he was everywhere. I swear. It, it seemed like he caught every one of Carr's passes. Uh, I mean, he almost, he had six, what, six or seven catches. I think, um, what was the uh, what was Carr was right about two hundred yards. I had him. He I was at one hundred ninety six, I think. One hundred ninety six, two touchdowns, no interceptions, um, and uh, what did Juwan have? Ninety yards, I think ninety and a touchdown. Yeah, I want to say it was a career high. So I mean, it look it's it's debatable either way, and you know we can. We Carr can... was seventy five percent, one ninety seven, two touchdowns, interception, one eleven QB rating, eighty nine QBR. I mean, it was almost a flawless quarterback performance. Um, and Jawan was flawless as well. I mean, he finished with uh, eight for 90 and a touchdown. He had 12 targets. So he caught 67% of his targets. Uh, the big catch down the middle was the one that huge, stood out to huge. me. Huge. Um, so hey, look, it's a one, it's a one A one B situation, and honestly, it could go in either order de- depending on what your mood is. Um, but we'll go ahead and give you give you credit on that one. Y'all had AK. He was playing great in the first half. Obviously, he didn't come out. He came out, but went straight to the locker room in the, yeah. in the first. He had uh, forty five rushing yards and two catches for four yards, so fifty yards, two catches in the first half. So he was on his way to a hundred total yards, but uh, didn't play the second half. And we were all wrong on the actual game. Prediction. Yeah, we all picked it a loss. I had it a three point loss. And it was obviously a 10 point win. Corey had it a 29 point loss, and, <laughs> and you had an 11 point loss. So, um, 
Yeah. Hey, Corey went off the deep end for that prediction, huh? Yeah, he's pretty – he was upset about it. <laughs> uh, you hate to see the guy so down on his uh, honeymoon having to predict that sort of thing, but hey, here I'm we sure are. he was happy to be wrong, though, so it was, uh, <laughs> it was good. But overall, just uh, for me, one of our top three dominant performances and our best – our most dominant perform, you know, right up there with the Colts as our most dominant performance against a good team, um, you know, really, really good day overall. I mean, I, I felt comfortable – in the second quarter, I felt like we were winning the game. So I, I felt really good about it, the way the, the game was going and how we were controlling it and we were chewing up clock and moving the ball methodically. It looked great. Defense was was back to itself after a, a really down game um, last week. Yeah, and, and if this team shows up, this team could make – could get a, there could be a first-round upset if this team shows up. Now, I will say I am a little concerned about the, the injuries that are popping up. You know, we, we didn't really talk about the offensive line, and they did a great job. But they were on their third right tackle at yeah. this point. And let's let's say at home when we played the Bucks, they destroyed our offensive line. Destroyed, They yeah. destroyed it. And we held up this time. But I remember, though, that was with pinning at left tackle. Right. And I think, I want to say Pete was hurt, was he? Or no, he was, he was playing. He was benched. Uh, he, he wasn't a starter. He wasn't. A, I want to say Hurst was, was a starter still at Hurst, that point. Right. Yeah. So we gave up the one sack, um, which was he came in free. You know, one sack you can you can handle that, um, and they gave Carr time and he delivered the ball. And I mean, it, they did a great job, and they've gotten better through the season. Yeah, it's still a rough unit, but you've seen it's not a mistake that Carr started to look better as they've started to look better. Right, right. He needs them to protect him. He cannot do it on his own. There, there's no debating that. Yeah, I, I hate that Landon Young got hurt. Because, you know, he's still a relatively younger guy, and uh, to see him get some actual play in time and perform well was really encouraging, especially with the news that Ramchek is, you know, dealing with some possible career-ending injury to his leg. Um, you know, we're going to need Landon Young to step up, because I want to say he's got another year on his contract where he's an exclusive rights free agent, but, um, you know, we're going to need all the, off the help on the offensive line that we can get. Um, obviously, we'll touch on it in a later episode, but I, I would have to think offensive line is the number one priority in the draft this year. I know everyone's screaming quarterback. If one falls to you, that's great. If yeah, not, you got to bolster the line. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is, is if the offensive line is going to be performing the way they have for the most part of the season. You know, we've got to fortify that so whoever the next quarterback is – you know, is, is going to have some actual protection. But yeah. um, And one last thing. So we're now in the division, the highest scoring team and giving up the fewest points in the league, in the team, in the division. Bear so, in mind, our division's trash. It is bad. There's <laughs> no doubt. Um, but, you know, like I said, coaching to me is about the fine margins and losing those couple, you know, that's got to, that's got to fall on him a little bit at least. Uh, this probably should be a ten and six team, in my opinion, this year. We haven't, we 10 haven't. Seven. Well, but going into next. Oh, week, going okay. Yeah, we yeah. should probably be ten and six right now, in my opinion. I think we gave games away, and we we didn't get any of those in reverse. Like we, we haven't had the luck game come our way this year, just by having. To, and we we literally gave a couple games away, just handed them to the other team. So up 17 in Green Bay, and Carr gets hurt, and then Groupie misses the field goal, and then the Texans game really bothers me with with Groupie missing the field goals, and then the Foster drop all in one game. You know, that, yeah. those two games to me, we were the better team, and we lost. You know, all in. Um, but that's that's what the NFL is, and if you lose those games, that's on the coach. 
Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah, I think we pretty much covered everything from that game. So we'll go ahead and uh, cut this one off, and then we'll catch you guys on the next episode, which is going to be the Falcons preview episode. Who dat? What a comeback!